You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Michelle's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 264. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Another great show for you this week. We've got one of the couples from 12 Dates of Christmas, Danny Escalante and Nikki Ramos, are on the show this week talking about their time before they were ever on the show, their time during on the show, what they've been up to post-show. Mini spoiler alert, they're still together. So we go over that and a lot, lot more uh, coming up here momentarily. Don't have a lot to talk about in regards to Clayton's season of The Bachelor, just because it's 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 a lot that I covered in my column this week, but I'll just reiterate real quickly. Just know that we know that the final three. Oh, but by the way, spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know anything about Clayton's season or the ending, even though I don't have the winner yet, I have, you know, you can fast forward here. But we know that the final three are Gabby, Rachel, and Susie. And as I wrote yesterday, I can't reiterate this enough. It's those three are on such lockdown in terms of because the show is very well aware of everything that I do and everything that I write, and they know that I have not put the spoiler out yet. So, but I have told everyone that'll listen that hey, these are the final three women. So they have all those three on lockdown. They are going to do make sure that none of those three post anything that could possibly be incriminating and tell us who Clayton is with. In fact, I'm almost positive that there will be a misinformation campaign out there put out by the show uh, to try and make people think it's one way and it's one of the women that it's not. And I, that's just the way they roll. And I, it's happened in the past. It'll happen in the future. And I can't say I'd be surprised if it happened this season. So my job is to just wade through any misinformation that comes my way. And again, I, I can't get into how I know things or what, if and when I do find out, and I and I think I will find out eventually who, who Clayton picks, I'm not going to be able to tell you how I know or why I know or give it some sort of confidence level because no matter what I post, it's going to be doubted, and I understand that. You just, I guess, have to um, trust my track record, and, and, and while there have been wrongs in there, there's definitely been way more rights, and... Outside of the Desiree season, even though the ones I've gotten wrong, every time I corrected it, I ended up correcting it to the right winner before the finale aired. So um, I don't want to be wrong initially, but if we're going by track record, every time I've initially been wrong and changed it, it ended up being right. So it's not like I was initially wrong and I changed it and ended up being my original pick. That's never happened. So I don't know, you know, Right now, I mean, it's either Rachel, Susie, or Gabby. It's one of those three. So just wanted to throw that out there and just keep your ears open for that. And like I said, not a whole hell of a lot going on. We we know that the next two weeks for Michelle's season are back to Tuesdays, overnight dates next week, and then the finale and the live after the final rose. They're, they're going back to that. It's our first live after the final rose since Peter's season because Peter's season was the last season right before – the pandemic hit. The Clarentasia season never had a live after the final rose. Uh, Matt season did not have a live after the final rose. It was taped, remember, with Emmanuel Acho as the host. And then Katie season did not have a live after the final rose. That was taped in advance. And then Michelle's will. So it's been a while since we've had one. But that'll be on Tuesday the 21st, a regular two-hour finale where it's down to uh, Nate and Brandon, and then we'll get the uh, one hour after the final rose right after that to see her speak with Joe and, and Brandon, and then we'll see her live for the first time with Nate as an engaged couple. So there's that. Not a ton else going on in 
Bachelor Nation world. So uh, I just wanted to uh, get straight to this interview. One thing about this interview, uh, Danny, like I said, Danny and Nikki are still together, but they are not in the same location on this interview. And if in case you're thinking they were right next to each other when we conducted the interview, no, it was a uh, three-way call. And, you know, on those, I've always, I've done a few tandem podcasts out of 264. I think we've had maybe five or six where we had two guests. And, you know, my biggest fear and, you know, audio wise is to just not have people talking over each other. And when you have three guests that aren't looking at each other on Zoom, which I don't do, it's my podcast or straight audio. I just don't want people talking over each other or someone not knowing when to answer. So um, just know that they weren't together. That's why when I asked the questions, I almost on almost all of them, I think specifically direct the question at Danny first or at Nikki first. And then, so they know to answer uh, when I'm done asking the question. So just a little uh, radio thing for you there. It just, it drives me nuts when there's either a delay or (laughs) there's people that, can't see each other talking and then you end up talking over them. I mean, it's happened in my podcast, just one-on-one because when you're not looking at them on a, on a zoom or a FaceTime, you don't know when someone's done with their answer. And you know, there might be times where you're talking over the end of someone's answer, but I've never intentionally talked over somebody. It's always usually when I think they're done with their answer and I could be wrong. It's just, it it's, it's an audio thing. It's a straight vibe of, yeah, I think they're done here. So um, just a huge pet peeve of mine, and it's a it's a thing that I always try and avoid, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen at some point. But, yeah, Nikki and Danny aren't in the same place. Danny it was in, uh, I believe, on a business trip. He wasn't even in Florida during this phone call. I think he was in Georgia, and uh, Nikki lives in California, and uh, we did a three-way call that way. So without any further ado, let's get going. Here it is. Podcast number 264. All right, let's bring them in now. They were uh, one of the final couples on this past season of 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max. It is Danny Escalante and Nikki Ramos. Thanks for coming on. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Thank you for having us, Steve. Doing fabulous. Thanks Thanks for having us on. Danny, uh, I, I want to start with you. And this is just for people that maybe not maybe not have seen the show or maybe did and just didn't get enough background on you. Give us a little more background of yourself. We know you're from Florida, but, you know, what you do. We know you come from a big family, but just fill people in on that that may be hearing this for the first time. Yeah, okay, sure. So um, I'm um, Spanish-Italian from from, uh, Delray Beach, Florida, which is in South Florida, and I'm a software engineer uh, by trade. I love love the travel, fitness, um, definitely a – classic romantic type which is i think kind of why they picked me for the show and also i love christmas <laughs> so it's kind of the perfect situation for me where, where did you go to college danny i went to fau that's the florida atlantic university where okay. the owls yeah for those that don't know yeah mm-hmm. F- fau that's um i believe i don't know if you watch the bachelor at all do you not a big I, reality tv guy okay it or not because one of the big guys in the Bachelor world, Tyler Cameron, started out playing football at Wake Forest, but ended his career uh, at FAU and played tight end there. Yeah, we have some mutual friends in common. Oh, really? I, I know he's from the area. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nikki, uh, same for you. A little more background on, on, on yourself. I know you're definitely big into fitness. I believe you're a beach body coach, right? Yes, I am. Um, I am also in my master's program right now in education for teaching. So I go to university of Phoenix. I am from Palmdale, California, small town girl. Um, definitely not a city girl. I, my parents have been married for 42 years. I have an older brother and sister. I have three nephews and a niece. Family is like everything to me. Um, and yeah, I'm like a, hopeless romantic love watching all the hallmark christmas movies and i went on the show to find love so you yeah. know this is this is a random story and uh for people that don't know anything about palmdale california i grew up in southern california so i'm i know where palmdale is 
And okay. I will say this, that um, my background is sports talk radio. And I remember back in this would have been, oh, gosh, either 99 or 2000 working at a sports radio station in L.A. We had a remote broadcast that we did from Palmdale. And I want to say it was like some event that's held every year. It was outdoors. There were a bunch of booths. And <laughs> I just remember being in Palmdale and being like, yeah, this is this is small town. This is in L.A. Like it was yeah. like it was the first time I'd ever been to Palmdale. And I was told, like, okay, here, either directions, here's the address you got to go to. I'm like, okay. And I thought it was like, okay, it's a little bit outside of L.A. It's LA. No, Palmdale's not L.A. at all. <laughs> Definitely not. And yeah. it's actually, like, such a small town, but it actually is very big. Like, it is. But I live in Quartz Hill, so it's like the west side okay. area. Okay, I've, I've heard of Quartz Hill uh, as yeah. well. Um, so, Danny, y- you mentioned um, you like Christmas. What was the process like for you getting on this show? Like, how were you contacted? Um, had you even heard of or watched season one? And, you know, did you have any trepidations about doing this right off the bat? Yeah, never heard of it before. Never watched it. I got contacted, actually. So believe it or not, I was on Bumble, which is a dating app, and I swiped right on one of the casting directors for the show, <laughs> and she, <laughs> we were chatting, and she was good looking, so so we were going to meet up, and then and then she said, you know, she kind of did, did a 180 on me. She's like, hey, you know, actually, I think you'd be really great for this show. You want to you apply? And at the time, I was a little disappointed. She told me about it. I was like, oh, you know what? Although it sounds, I had a negative opinion about reality TV from some of my friends that did it, and also just... I, you know, I'm not a, a big drama guy. So, um, but the more I found out, I was like, yeah, that could be kind of cool. I think Steve, I watched the trailer prior to them, like offering me, you know, the, the main, the lead, um, the lead role. Yeah. And then I, I started binge watching it as I was like literally packing. <laughs> so it was the very <laughs> last minute thing. I, I, it's funny that you say that, um, you know, your, your thoughts about, you didn't have the most positive thoughts about reality TV. We'll, we'll get to it later. Cause I'm curious if those, uh, if those still remain, um, after watching this season, um, Nikki, <laughs> uh, it's Nikki, same for you. Like how, how did you get cast for this? Was this something where you were reached out to on Instagram? Cause I've been hearing that a lot more about people, yeah. contestants that were, have been on reality shows, whether it's been bachelor or bachelorette or F boy Island, it seemed like they were just getting hit up by casting directors on Instagram. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened for me. Um, I never like went and applied for anything like this. I never thought in a million years I would be doing something like that. Um, but a casting director just messaged me on Instagram, asked if I was single, um, asked if I loved Christmas. And I was like, yep and yep, sign me up. Let's do this. <laughs> are, are you single and do you like Christmas? Like that, Basically. That, that's, the, yeah. that's the prerequisite for getting on this show. That's the hook line. Uh, yeah. That's what. It's it's interesting. Um, You know, it's funny because with Bachelor and Bachelorette, um, for the most part, those women and men that are contestants find out, like when they're going through the interview process, they have an idea of who it could be that the lead is going to be, but they don't really know until almost last minute. And I'm assuming same way for this show, especially since it's a show that's only been in season two and they're, and they recast the leads every season. They're not bringing back one of the leads from season one. So, so Danny, for you, um, Nikki was the fourth girl in for you. She arrived basically halfway through in terms of the total amount of women. And not that I, not that I expect you to say anything negative about the other three before her, but when Nikki first walked in, was it, was it just different for you? Because it came across through the TV that it was. So I guess maybe that just says you're not a great actor because nothing against Nabila or Jen or Nicole, all great in their own rights. I'm sure. I just sensed that you were immediately into Nikki right away. Yeah, I was, you know, when I went on there, I was uh, looking for a certain type of girl that I want to spend my future with. And, and I had, I made some great connections and there's some amazing people that I met and, 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 uh, you know, some, uh, not so much. However, um, you know, when I met when, when Nikki walked on the stage, uh, I remember I was just like uh, shooting some shots with Penny, kind of like, you know, let's call it a night. And then she walked in and I, and I, I lit up. It was it was great to see. Great to meet her. And, and I was immediately interested. Um, and Nikki, for you, when you 
I'm assuming you weren't told or given like a headshot of like, hey, this is going to be the guy you're going to be meeting. It wasn't until you walked on set you knew the lead was? Yeah. So like minutes before, they're like, okay, you're about to go out. Like, this is your moment. And I'm freaking out because I'm not an actress. I have never done something like this before. I had to like do multiple takes before like the real one. So I was already like nervous, out of breath, like... (laughs) Watching it back, it's like, yeah, you could definitely tell I was extremely nervous. Um, but, yeah, they showed me a picture of him, like, one minute before. And then I was like, oh, okay, I could do this. <laughs> like, like this is the guy you need to go up to. Because there's many other guys in the house at that point. You might have gone up to the wrong person. Exactly. Like, even know who the lead was. So, at that point, being so nervous, was your... Um... What would you say? Your Was your spray tanner seeping through again? Um, <laughs> what, what was the line yeah. that you gave? I said, I... I could smell my fake tangent oh, seeping through the pores yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That was happening. But uh, my first initial thought when I saw Danny was like, wow, look at his beautiful smile. So, yeah, yeah definitely interested. So, Nikki, when you arrived in the house fourth, um, what what was the vibe? Like, were you accepted by everyone else? Were there, were there kind of side eyes happening because you're the new one on the show because the bachelor and bachelorette is so different because everyone meets the on the same night like all the women are introduced on the same night and it's like everyone is on equal footing on this show not so much because three women had already had a head start on danny before you so was that hard to deal with at all yeah so everyone was very welcoming um they were all lovely super nice to me but I could tell that the other girls that were there for Danny were like, oh, dang, now we have some competition, <laughs> you know, but they were all very nice and like warm to me. So I appreciated that. And Danny, I never knowing when a new woman is coming in and I don't know the time frame of how soon um, new people were brought in, like the, how many days it was between each one or if it was the same for each one. But um did you wish you had maybe more time with each one or was there plenty that was in between each new woman coming in? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I think at the time I wish that I did have you know more time to spend because it, it would really be like a two day turnaround three if I was lucky. And there was, I think there was some instances like maybe two instances where a girl came in and then the next day there was an elimination or, you know, ceremonies we call it. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was it, it was definitely speed dating. Yeah, to say the least. Um, I mean, what was from the day first day of filming to last day of filming? How many days total was it? Ah, oh, good question. I think it was like two and a half months. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was at least two months. Okay. And I I feel like you know one of the things that I kept sensing while while watching this show is that. Obviously, I I understand how difficult it is for them because, one, it's only nine episodes. Two, it's only an hour or less than an hour. And three, they had to focus on three relationships. They had to focus on Amanda's and yours and Markel's. And then, you know, when Markel left, Penny's. So there's obviously we know there's tons of hours of footage. And we only got basically nine hours spread out over three couples. So... There clearly wasn't, there was plenty that wasn't shown. All the audience has to go off of is what we're given. And the edit that you got, Nikki, was one (laughs) that just seemed like this super competitive woman who was very confident in your relationship with Danny. So, Danny, how did you feel watching it back, how they portrayed Nikki? (laughs) (laughs) So I thought they did a great job of portraying a side of Nikki. And I felt it was authentic. That's one of the things about it is, is I was surprised how, how unproduced it was in the sense that it, it wasn't contrived. Um, but I will say that there's a whole nother side to Nikki that is, um, I didn't feel I, I really saw come across the screen, which was more our relationship, our dynamic. You know, she has a huge heart. And I mean, Nikki's a sweetheart. And that, that's part of why, why I fell for her. And she's very genuine. Um, she is competitive. That's true. And, and, and she's funny and quirky. Um, but uh, I like to see maybe the warmer side of her come across a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think it like uh, Nikki, I, I think that it'd be fair to say you probably agree with it, that 
the the, the side yeah. that we were shown about you was just this like almost uber competitive woman and maybe that comes from your physical background i don't know but <laughs> it it really seemed like you were out there as, as and saw it as a competition and we didn't get to see a, a lighter more sensitive side of you yeah i agree um it was definitely interesting to see the parts that they did show um and I think that I come across so confident because like you don't see those genuine conversations that Danny and I had together and there were a lot of them. So it is a little disappointing that, you know, you guys didn't get to see that side, but I mean, <laughs> I I honestly laughed like watching myself. I was like, Oh my gosh, I could not believe I just said that. But yeah, I mean, I definitely was myself the entire time and wasn't pretending. So hopefully people, hopefully people know that. I mean, I, I think the biggest, I think the biggest talking point that I've seen post show since this got released on Thanksgiving was, and obviously I had her on the podcast last week was Brooke. And yeah. I'll, I'll start with you, Nikki. I don't know if you heard Brooke on the podcast last week, but she said when she first arrived, you kind of took her under your wing, so to speak. But then, naturally, this is a competition, and both of you are after the same guy. So I also got the sense from Brooke, even though she said that, that you guys kind of kept your distance once it was maybe down to the final two of you or maybe even final three. How would you characterize your relationship with Brooke? Yeah, um, my relationship with Brooke when she came on was, you know, I was very welcoming to everyone who came on. Um, you know, she's there for the same reason I was or or maybe, you know, I don't know. But um, so I was very nice to her. I definitely had a conversation with her when she first arrived, just letting her know that Danny and I's uh, connection is the strongest in the lodge and that, you know, I really am in this and my heart's like in it for him. But I told her that I would respect her to, like, have the time with him. I was never going to interrupt or do anything like that. And then towards the end, like, I definitely stopped telling her how I was feeling just because I would kind of talk to Remy or Hina or Ari about that. So, yeah, it was it was uncomfortable towards the end just because I did see the connection that they were building also. So, it was one of those moments like, wow, I'm on a reality dating show right now. What am I doing? We're all fighting for one man. Like, I can't believe that I'm in this position. But yeah, so I don't know. Towards the end, I just kind of felt like, you know, she's a sweet girl, but like, I'm not here to make a best friend. Yeah. I, I And I can't her. imagine there's much of a friendship or relationship post-show. Is there? Yeah, not at all. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> so Danny, Brooke entered the show and again like I told her last week I was pretty sure that this was going to be a Nikki Brooke final to almost immediately you were definitely drawn to Brooke and I just want to know what it was like for you in the house with with both women living there and you having relationship with with both like how do you navigate that without the other one getting jealous or mad I mean that couldn't have been easy or maybe it was I don't know like how was that to deal with <laughs> I feel like it could have been a lot easier for some guys. Me, I, I care. And so if I see a girl crying or upset or you know, even just her feelings hurt, then I want to fix fix it. And I found it very challenging. And it, I mean, it, if you would ask me before the show, like you get to date multiple girls at one time and they're all you know fighting for you. I would have said, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's not awesome, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least for me, it was challenging. Um, but you know, I, I tried to navigate it the best that I could. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it had to be, I mean, if, unless, unless that you just have no empathy for other people, how can you not feel one way if one girl's feeling down or in the dumps and then you're like, well, I don't want to ignore her or go to the other girl. But then if you go to that girl, the other girl might be like, Oh, look, he's talking to her now. Great. You know, it just, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna piss somebody off no matter no matter what you do, unless you literally only hung out with Brooke and Nikki together at all times, which that wasn't going to happen. And that would still piss someone off. Yeah. Yeah. You'd still <laughs> we be like, tried that once. And <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Because yeah. one of them would be like, oh, God, we, yeah, you were with both of us, but it seemed like you were leaning closer to her the whole time or, you know, you were, you were looking at her more than me. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Probably there was no, you were, you were in a no win situation at that point. Um, uh, Nikki, 
I asked Brooke this, so I'll ask you. Going into the final date with Danny, what were your thoughts? Was were, was there anything that you were trying to get out of it, trying to finalize? Did you have a sense where your relationship stood with him at that point, or you were still maybe you had doubts? Um. So the final date was obviously uncomfortable being the three of us. Um, yeah. But I was kind of looking at it as like, one-on-one like it's still just him and I here kind of thing so I was just very vocal of how I was feeling because you know time is of the essence and I knew that he had to decide the next day so I definitely put it all out there um you know because I felt that he deserved that like he's being so genuine to all of us I felt that it was only right that I do the same and after that date I was a little confused only because, you know, you see him asking me to leave in the back of my mind. I really wanted to stay like strong and confident and say to myself, okay, he asked me to leave just because like he does know what we have. So he just needs a little bit more time with her. Um, And that was the case. That is why he asked me to leave. But it was, that was a very rough night for me. Like I definitely, needed to just like go take a shower like you'll see me like wearing my glasses that night because I had no makeup on I just needed to like go in the bathroom shower and cry like because I was really worried like I had no idea if you know that last conversation like changed everything for him so I I felt confident but at the same time like that is when I was very worried like, I, I had no idea. Like, I truly did not know if I was going to get picked. Yeah, so that's the one thing that they, they showed a couple times, and I, and I guess I could get the answer directly from you now. There, there was a lot of times where at the end of the night, Nikki, you ended up in bed with yeah. Danny. But, yeah. But I don't know. I couldn't tell if that was... Like, did you ever spend the night with him, or you would just go there, like, to say goodnight? You'd kind of maybe purposely fall asleep next to him but then it always would you always wake up and leave or no yeah no I would leave um I'm like one of those I'm like am I gonna get in trouble if I'm like not sleeping in my own bed you know um no so I go there and I just say goodnight to him and he did become my best friend in that whole lodge like he was the person that I was most comfortable with and able to talk about anything with and I feel that he felt the same way with me so you don't see that like relationship being built but um yeah I would go in there and just like we would just talk like you know it was nice and so I was like hey they're sorry but I mean you guys could be doing it too you're just choosing not to so so you know but yeah and I would leave okay so this is where like Danny the the edit, I don't really think did your relationship with, with Nikki many favors. Uh, it really seemed to focus on once Brooke was gone, this somber Danny was questioning, you know, whether or not he made the right decision from the goodbye outside in the snow uh, to coming back inside and Nikki telling you to smile. And you said you were, even though you clearly weren't like, and then the look you gave the camera, like the ed- editing can be tricky. So can you just set the record straight on all that? Like once, once you let Brooke go, how were you feeling? And you, and I'm sure you remember the camera scene back inside the house where you just gazed at the camera for five seconds. I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, I, I, I don't know. Can you explain exactly what that, what happened that night? Yeah, no, when I, when I when I saw that scene, it was just kind of one of those situations where I felt like I was watching, like, high school football film and I was running the wrong way with the football. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> um, that night was very conflicting, and I think they, you know, I, it was accurately portrayed in the sense that my, I, my heart was torn in two. I felt like I was falling in love with two different people at the same time. And what, but what I felt they didn't show was the fact that, you know, I was falling in love with Nikki, too. And, um, you know, I, I, if I kind of take a step back and think, you know, from a editing standpoint, what makes a more entertaining show and, and you know, what really keeps, the, you know, things, the audience captivated, like, I, I kind of see why they did it that way. Um, I knew going into that, that no matter who I picked, that I was going to have questions and I was going to have doubt about it and be upset because I cared deeply for, you know, each each person. 
and you know, I knew seeing them upset, I felt like I, I really didn't get enough time. Um, you know, especially with Brooke at that point, but I, I don't think, and I've kind of gotten, you know, this, this feedback is that, you know, I was really falling for Nikki and I, I don't know if that came across. Yeah, no, it didn't. It really, I, I don't think it did. And even though, I mean, Nikki had his, like I said, she was fourth, Brooke showed up seventh. So you obviously had more time with Nikki. You were invested more with Nikki. You had already, I believe you had already had a one-on-one with her before Brooke even arrived. So yeah, it was just, they really, and, and like you said, looking at it from a television perspective, showing the hesitation that night and going outside and talking to her and then coming back inside, it makes what happened in New York at least make more sense to the viewer watching like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We know this because he has seemed conflicted since the night he chose Nikki over Brooke. So now that it's all played out and whatnot, um, you know, what are your feelings towards Brooke? She said last week she never thought it would work out between the two of you uh, because neither of you were willing to move. Uh, is uh, you agree with that? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, my, my hopeless romantic opinion, if you find somebody that you know, you're really in love with the distance, you kind of figure everything else out. Um, it's a thing we talked about, but to my mind, that wasn't one of the more important things. Okay. I think it, you know, I think it's what Brooke, you know, I hope she's happy and, and she's, we, we would exchange the text here and there. Um, but, you know, it, it was more based upon trust, on, um, you know, someone that I knew was genuine and authentic. And, you know, a large part, as you know, of what come across in this, it, it, you know, you see the final edit, but there's a lot of drama and subplot and things that happen. And the other 24 seven that's filming that doesn't necessarily get put in. Um, so, so some of that had a little bit to do with it. I, I, do, do you wish now that the, that her, you know, popping up in New York just didn't happen? Would you rather just have ended it like Paniga to end it? And, uh, you know, well, Amanda didn't get to, you know, Amanda ended it with Ina in, in New York, but just that you didn't have to deal with that. And what was your, like, did you have any sense that, um, Brooke was going to be part of New York and she was going to be there or was it completely caught you by surprise? Yes and no. I felt like there was a pen conversation that maybe we'd have. Um, I, I can't say I'm mad at the way that it turned out. One of the things, one of the hallmarks of the show is the fact that it, they do pop you into situations where you're not expecting to be in and the authentic and genuine reaction that, that comes from that, I think is really cool. Um, but you know, I think the closure that I, that I had the second time was, was definitely important for both of us. Um, but I wasn't expecting to see her. I definitely was not. You thought it would just be, okay, just need to make my decision and, you know, tell Nikki at midnight that this is, you know, this is, it's us and she wasn't going to be there or not, not Nikki Brooke. That, that you just weren't going to have to deal with any of that. Even, I mean, even on the hometown date, looking back at that, there were a lot of, you know, they they only pretty much showed your conversation talking to, I can't remember if yeah. it was your dad or your sister, or maybe it was both, that it was just like about Brooke and not enough about Nikki. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because my family loved Nikki right off the bat. And I think... You know, there was part of that where I was kind of going through. It was a very odd situation, but I was kind of dealing with a breakup for, you know, someone I cared about at the same time as I'm, you know, dealing with introducing someone new that I'm excited about to the family. So there was definitely some genuine conflict that went on there. Um, and, but it, it doesn't mean whatsoever that, you know, I wasn't really, you know, in love or falling for Nikki and that I wasn't excited about it. It's, it, it was a very uh, odd position to be in. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I just I just looked at the other two when I saw Penny's hometown um, and I saw Amanda's hometown. There was no mention of Remy on Amanda's hometown, I don't believe. And I don't think there was any mention of hell. I don't even remember who finished second to to um, Winston uh, with Penny. I already forgot. Who was it that finished second? Mar- it was Martin, I Martin. believe. Martin, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I don't think Martin, and I don't think Martin was ever brought up on Penny's hometown. So that's why it was just like, yeah. they're certainly telling a different story with Danny's storyline here is like, it was, it was like so much about Brooke and Nikki, when you're watching that back, clearly 
you know, this show was filmed, like you said, February, I think February through April is when you guys filmed this in, in Tahoe and then in New York. This doesn't get released until Thanksgiving Day. So when you're watching that back, clearly you're aware that in real time, Danny had chosen you. You guys were together. You had seen each other numerous times over the last six months. But how yeah. di- how difficult was it for you to watch that? It was. It was difficult only because I was, uh, I don't know. It was, it just made me feel sad in the sense of like, okay, so this really is the storyline that they're going with. Like they definitely want to emphasize on Danny and Brooke, but like me living it, I knew like how great his family was. I saw the interaction between us, the conversations that we had with his sisters. There's like a scene by the uh, fire pit in his backyard with his sisters that like is never shown where we have genuinely amazing conversation. Um, You know, he gives me a Christmas gift that's not shown on there either. So, yeah, it was definitely uh, sad a little bit for me. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I'm like remembering, well, I lived this, so I'm not really going to let it like bother me as much. And anything about like when the whole New York thing was going down, um, did you know that they were bringing Brooke in to show up in New York to talk to Danny? How did... How did you feel or know anything about that? Or did you not know until Danny told you, hey, Brooke's here? Um, so I did not know that they were going to be bringing her back. Um, I think I even said in Florida to one of the producers after the whole Santa letter, I was like, are you guys really trying to like bring her back and do this whole thing? Because if so, like that's messed up. Um, and they were like, no, like we're not, we're not doing that. But um <laughs> I kind of knew that she was there in New York because there was an incident where I had seen one of the producer's phones when I was like doing my COVID thing. And I saw that her laundry was done and I just started like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you effing kidding me right now? I started crying and I was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, I can't handle this. Um, So I had known and yeah, I kind of just kept it to myself. I wanted, I didn't tell Danny, you know. Yeah. Um, so when he told me, I had already known, but I didn't obviously know, like, what conversations were had. Yeah, you, so you just knew that she was there and probably had spoken to him, but clearly you didn't know any details of the conversation. Yeah, and... but I knew that they had also brought back other cast members, too, from other episodes for, like, redoing interviews and stuff. Oh, for, like, pickups and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so more than one people, more than, more than Brooke was in New York at the time. I don't know if I should, if I was supposed to say that, but yep. Um, Danny, I I forgot about even mentioning this. Um, the letter that Brooke had left you that you opened when it was on your hometown, right? Is when you read it. Right. Okay. Was that something that, um, like hit a chord with you and you were like, okay, yeah, I do need to speak with her again. Or if, if I guess it would all play, I guess it all just played part of the storyline because I I don't think that they would have ever shown you the letter if they never had any intention of bringing Brooke back on the show. Like it just would have been, you know, you and Nikki and just whether or not you're going to choose her in the end. But the letter itself, when you read it, what were your feelings? It brought back emotion for sure. It brought me back to that place where, you know, I chose and made my decision and I'm someone that's big on sticking to, to, you know, your decisions. And, and so I was, you know, moving forward, but that, that did, you know, genuinely bring back a lot of emotion for me. And I, I think they put, I called, you know, Penny at the time and just kind of ran that by him. And, and, you know, you see, you see me talking to my family about it as well. So, so that, that part was, was authentic. Is there a, I don't know if you can put a percentage on this, but was there ever a time, and I don't know, Nikki, maybe you want to plug your ears, but was there ever a time <laughs> where you were thinking of, you know what, maybe I will take Brooke back over over Nikki? Or was it never going to happen? There was a time where I did contemplate it. I, I felt like, you know, Brooke and I had a really magnetic connection, and I think that came across on the screen. Um, 
there was just more play there. And, you know, there was reason why I kind of doubted to an extent her authenticity. And I I think, you know, it made me appreciate, um, you know, Nikki and the fact that I knew where her heart was. And I mean, you know, I I knew Brooke for all of, I think in real time, maybe it was a week and a half, two weeks max prior to, you know, prior to all this. So, yeah, I I was going to say, and I didn't, I guess I never, it never really sunk in because I guess on the show, I remember it was more about she was like a script supervisor, but you know, come to find out. And even after talking to her last week, like she is an actress. So, um, did that play, did it, did it ever, were you ever made aware of that during filming or is it stuff that you realize more so after the fact and then kind of like, Oh, okay, maybe this is a woman that isn't like you, you mentioned the word authenticity. So that's why it came to, came to my mind about her acting career. Was it something like, you know what? I just don't know if I can put that into somebody who might be basically playing me versus somebody that one I've known longer because Nikki had been there much longer than Brooke or at least, you know, a week longer than Brooke um, that you knew better had been on more dates with. And like, like you said, I just, I knew Nikki more. Um, But when you talk about authenticity, did her profession have anything to do with that? Yeah, it did a little bit. Um, I I don't know if we talked about that directly, but I kind of picked up there maybe two or three situations that kind of made me think twice and call a question. Um, (laughs) I guess the comment I'd make based on, you know, what I know and kind of some of the stuff that you don't see on the screen is that I think she's going to have a bright future in acting. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, it's interesting. Um, Nikki, Nikki, when, I mean, now that you have seen everything play out and, um, the interview last week with Brooke, uh, do you second that opinion from from danny yes i do okay um i mean look i i mean look there's plenty of people that are that go on reality tv that are looking to use it as a stepping stone to something else there's no doubt about that and it's almost like if you aren't going on reality tv to use it as a stepping stone you're you're the exception, not the rule anymore. Like it's like, this is what the, which is what reality TV has become, you know, because we know, you know, people can get popular from it and gain followers and all that stuff. And when followers leads to advertising and advertising leads to money and all that stuff. So it's, you can't falter for it, but if in this particular situation, when you're talking, you know, Danny about your own feelings and who you're choosing to spend, you know, more time with, yeah, I think that's I, I I don't doubt you for that coming into play. I mean, it, it'd be natural, I think, for anybody to think that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I think that anyone going on something like this, I mean, people are complex. There's probably a multi a variety of motives and reasons, and I don't necessarily think that doing something like this because you know you want to further yourself financially or or your status or whatever is necessarily a bad motive per se. Um, it's just interesting when personal, you know, emotions get involved, kind of parsing through that. But yeah, I agree with your, what you're saying. So you had mentioned, I think in the hometowns or maybe it was in New York, you said you had reached out to Penny. I think one of the things that a lot of the fans of the show love to see is the friendships that have developed from the show. And I, and I mentioned earlier that there are hours and hours and hours of footage that are filmed and just that we just never see. So I'm I'm going to ask both of you this and just kind of kind of a rundown, a list of questions here, just kind of more fun, funny stuff. Um, but first off friends in the house, like Danny, who did you, you probably spent the most time with uh, Amanda and Markel and Penny, I would think, but uh, w- would you characterize as those people that are, are people that you will always have, in your life at, at, in some form or another, or no? I definitely think, especially, you know, Markel and Amanda, we had right off the bat going through something so different for each of us and navigating it. We leaned on each other and, and I, I know that, you know, I'm there for them and likewise. So, and, and then Penny, you know, we hit it off right off the bat as well. So I, I'd say them three, of course, aside from Nikki, we became really good friends. And Nikki, who did you befriend? Who I, I know that you had mentioned in a previous answer, maybe you said something about Remy, but 
who who have you kept in touch with and who do you still uh you know text or facetime on occasion when it comes to uh, the people from the show yeah so uh Rebby and i facetime frequently she's my girl uh in the lodge i was very close with ari because i did come on the show with her mm-hmm. and we did room together for a couple nights and then i was I'm close with Penny to this day. Um, we've hung out a couple times and we FaceTime. And so he's definitely a good friend of mine. And I think like I've texted here and there with Winston and Amanda um, and Hina. Like I've talked to her. I've talked to them. So. I, and I, I don't know if this is and if, and if, if you don't want to be the ones to um, announce this, that's fine. But. I, are are Penny and Winston still together? I believe they are, right? Or no? I yeah, I think they're I think they're still dating. Okay. Um, I I think they're trying to figure things out. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know. I I thought they were because I thought I saw a picture of them when I on on my Instagram feed, but I don't know yeah. how long ago the picture was. So, uh, I, I I don't know. Um, I I thought. Either someone told me, maybe it was Brooke last week. Um, Markel is not with his ex anymore, correct? Or no? Or do you not want to say? I I truly don't know that answer. Danny, do you know? Yeah, they're not. They're yeah, they're not together anymore. Oh, okay. um, things things didn't work out. Markel gave it, you know, a real shot, followed his heart, but in the end, I don't think that it worked out. Okay, and then we know, obviously, Amanda and and Hina broke up in. Uh, in the finale. Um, yeah. Right. Well, okay. So Danny, next one for you. What was the funniest moment from the show <laughs> that never aired? My favorite moment from the show that we didn't see was definitely the magic show. So I did, we had a talent show <laughs> and I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. Um, Cause <laughs> I'm not particularly talented in any, in that type of situation. But they, I got like a box with a magic kit in it and I went to work putting together like a comedy routine and a magic <laughs> show. And like I crushed it. I came out there. Everyone, all the producers, the crew afterwards were telling me they were just rolling laughing. And I actually I cut my thumb on trying to make something disappear and it got infected. And it was kind of gross, but um, <laughs> my thumbnail fell off and it took the better part of the year to regrow. So the great pain and length I went to try to pull this off. I was I was somewhat disappointed that. Was that okay? So they so they showed. I remember them having a talent show night because I remember one of the girls did the hula hooping, but they just they basically kind of whisked through it and didn't show everybody's talent. Right? That was the night. Yeah. Let me let me just tell you they they didn't put the most talented person (laughs) out there, which was your magic. (laughs) He did great. Like he honestly nailed it. I don't remember. The only one I remember was the hula hooping girl. Who I, they showed somebody else doing something, but I, for the life of they me, showed, I can't remember. They showed me. Um, I did like noises using the wine glasses and champagne. I got that scene from Miss Congeniality, by the way. Oh, okay. And I normally I played the piano. Obviously, they they weren't gonna like bring in a huge piano for me, so you know that's fine. Okay. But <laughs> God, I don't pretty even, funny. I don't even remember that. Okay, so what was your? What was your favorite or, or funniest moment from the show that never aired? Huh. My funniest or favorite? Uh, either. It doesn't matter. Danny said his favorite. Oh, yeah, I actually I do have a, a favorite moment um, at the white party where we are, you know, doing the guessing game of, like, who does what. Um, right before that, what they don't show is actually they gave, the producers gave Danny a mistletoe to kind of, come into the cocktail party and give it to one of your love interests, you know, to like share a special kiss or whatever in front of everyone. And he did say my name, which was like very touching for me. And I felt amazing. Um, So he gave it to me. And then like, we went outside and it was like snowing and it was so beautiful. And we were like by the flame thrower girl and like the um, just, it was like, it was just so magical and we like share a kiss. And so, yeah, it was very romantic and beautiful. So he had to do that in front of everybody else. So yeah. So he, yeah. And then like the next lead got to choose one person and yeah. What girls tell them what happened next? Uh-oh. What ha- <laughs> okay. Did it start a fight with somebody? Did somebody get upset because Danny did that in front of everybody? 
Yeah, I mean, so then one of the new girls grabs it and was like, well, I want to kiss too. So then everyone's just like kissing. And I'm like, this just took away from the moment. I'm like, sorry, you guys are mad that he just said my name in front of everyone. I feel great. Now I feel like, I remember Danny was like, well, that took a turn. (laughs) Well, I mean, I remember the white party, but I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what women were still there for you, Danny, at the white party. So who was there? It was Brooke. Me and Dylan. And Dylan, okay. And Dylan was the last, she was the eighth girl into the into the show at that point. She was the final yeah. girl to show up. Okay. Um, all right, Danny, tell me something about Nikki that people would be surprised to know. Hmm. Well, I found out she won a spelling bee. That was surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> people know that now though <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess post show something you've learned about her in the last you know six to eight months um that um that maybe that maybe the people who watch the show would be surprised to know about nikki and nikki start thinking of your answer for danny because i'm asking you the same one okay <laughs> uh let's see so about nikki that would surprise people to know um yeah I, you know, I have to go back to kind of I mentioned earlier that she's a sensitive person, but she's a very tender person and has a huge heart. And I've seen that because we've, we've been dating long, you know, long distance for a while. And honestly, she's put in more of the effort. Um, You know, I'm not able to travel quite as much and and she's really made a a concerted effort for, you know, things to continue forward and move forward. And she has a huge heart. So I think that's the thing that the audience, you know, maybe didn't quite get from, from watching the show. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to say that it, it showed you had a cold heart or whatever, Nikki, but yeah, we, we just never saw that tender side. It just seemed like this was the it was this you know competitive side the whole time, and you know good to good to hear that about you. So now, what is what is one thing people would be surprised to know about Danny? Hmm. <laughs> Let me think. Well, the man is hilarious. He he's so funny and. I think that you can see this on the show, but like his heart is very like genuine and pure. Uh, he truly does care about like his friends and family mean everything to him. And he's just like, he's the friend that will always be there for his friend, if that makes any sense. But he's just, um, yeah, he's very like, I don't know. He's amazing. <laughs> There's so much that I love about the man, but um, yeah, he's just very like genuine and sincere. You know, when you, when you mentioned that Danny, when you mentioned that you have not been able to, to travel and see her as much and she's, you know, she's come out to see you. It got me thinking about how different this is than <clears throat> I guess, say the bachelor world, because on the bachelor, at least in the last probably eight seasons or so, you know, we know who the bachelor is going in. They make the announcement, but then about three days before filming starts, the bachelor or bachelorette Facebook page releases, um, all the women or the potential women. They usually, usually about three to five end up not making the final cast. But we, as an audience are able to see all the contestants that were part of this, that are going to be part of filming before filming even starts. So it's, so then everyone starts following them on Instagram and all this stuff. So we kind of have an idea based on facial shots and anything we can pull up on Google Images of who the contestants are. On your show, I don't remember, I mean, until the people at the PR department that contacted me about covering this show, I had heard about season one, never watched it, but I didn't know who Markel, Amanda, and Danny were until gosh, maybe a week before you started airing. So you guys having ended this in April are allowed to, you know, Nikki can get on a plane and go to Florida and hang out with you. And you guys can do stuff in public because nobody has a clue really who you guys are at that point from April until the announcement was made. You guys were on the show, which is just so funny because Nikki, if you were on the bachelorette, you would never have been able to do that. Like all your meetings with Danny would have been done like literally CIA style. They would fly you out. They'd pick you up at the airport separately. Like it was all hidden. I don't think that happens for this, right? Because nobody knew who to look for. Nobody would know who Danny and Nikki were until November. 
but we, we, so that was a little difficult because when I was out in Florida, you know, I would post that I'm in Florida, but I would never post him. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't allowed to do that. So that was also a little challenging, but did you, you know, well, your, your meetings, you guys meetings for the last six to eight months, you know, in Florida, wherever you guys have met, did you have to get it approved by the show or you just did your own thing? No, we just, yeah, we did our own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's so. Like after we were done filming in New York, um, he actually invited me back to his place and I stayed out there for a couple of weeks and kind of saw his lifestyle and met his friends and, you know, hung out with his family. So that was really nice. How, how, how many times have you guys seen each other since the show fil- uh, ended filming? Gosh, I would honestly, I feel like I was on an airplane or I've been on an airplane like every two to three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot. I like the nine months. So, yeah. Oh, okay. And Danny, you just said you haven't been able to make it out to California? No, I, I've been out there, but just not, not quite as much. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Are you, are, are you, um, have you guys ever done, have you guys gone on vacation together, like somewhere else other than Florida or no? Yeah, actually, babe, we just went to Washington D.C. Oh, I meant no, I meant during before the show aired. Like, did you ever go? Did you ever go to like I don't know Paris or you know out of the no. country or anything like that? Did you ever do anything like that? Or no? no, but no, but just last month we did go to D.C. and that was before the show aired. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know. It's yeah, just, it's... go ahead, Danny. I was just gonna say it kind of worked out like the timing of it. I I, I started a new, a new job in in the summer and just have been super bu- you know busy trying to focus and uh, drill down on that. And so you know Nikki's kind of had to put in a little more. But I, I've been out to California a few times and uh, but you know in terms of trips or you know Europe or anything like that has hasn't happened yet. <laughs> when you when you started a new job, Danny, did you have to? I'm assuming you had to give them a heads up of hey. Just to let you know, come November, I'm going to be part of this reality show. I'm going to have to do some media and stuff like that. Did you have to give them a heads up? I probably should have, but I didn't. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, at the time, I was I was really excited with the opportunity. And, you know, I, I kind of wasn't sure what the reception would be. So I, I got in there, and I think they found out. So my boss called me one day, and he's like, he's like, oh, Miss, uh, um, I forget what channel it was on. He's like, yo, I just, he's like, Danny Escalante on E News, and I knew like he saw me on there. His wife did or something, so that that's how they all found out. But it, it didn't end up being a negative at all. They didn't, uh, other than probably, no, it didn't end up being a negative. Okay, good. They didn't end up, other than just probably some ribbing on on your part, just like a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So what's uh, what does the future hold here for the two of you? Obviously, we're still, I guess, technically in the honeymoon phase of the relationship. Um. But what I mean, what is what is the plans here for the future, or is it a day by day thing? So I'll, either I one. guess I'll answer yeah, from my either. perspective. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then Nikki can go. So I think you know it is. Uh, we're we're um, trying to enjoy the holidays and you know go through that, and you know it is more of a judging what the next step's going to be. And I think that's been a big challenge, particularly on my end. Um, you know, it's a, looking at dating and definitely long distance is a thing that I don't think either of us are really comfortable with, or, you know, it, it's tough. It kind of sucks dating long distance. So um, that's the thing I think we're going to kind of talk about after the holidays and try to figure out what, what the next step may be. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Nikki? Yeah, to piggyback off that, um, I agree. Um, one thing we do have that is so strong is communication. So that is what makes it a little bit easier being long distance. Um, but yeah, I appreciate, you know, how we both communicate our wants and our needs. And we obviously don't want to be long distance for much longer. So it's just kind of one of those things like, yeah, like he said, we're just trying to figure it out. And it is it is difficult, but, you know, when you have a good person in your life, it, it makes it worth, like, trying. So. Yeah, I don't, um, you know, the I've done long distance myself, and, yeah, it's it's certainly not easy. And, it's, and I'm guessing it's um, multiplied fivefold, tenfold for a public 
reality show couple to be long distance. Um, I, I, there's there's no way it isn't. It's just I, I know the way it works on The Bachelor, which is a show that's been around for 20 years, and and the scrutiny that these people have to deal with. Um, I'm sure there's scrutiny involved uh, with you guys as well for people that just watch the show and want to chime mm-hmm. in and give their thoughts. And um, you know, everyone, you know, you've got you've got a fan base now that. You know, people that, you know, look, I, I've seen it out there. It's just like, why did he choose Nikki? I wanted him to end up with Brooke. And then you've got people that are cheering for you that, you know, you probably feel some sort of, of um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to say the word pressure, but I know that I know that the Bachelor couples do. Like there is a there is like when you're a couple from a reality show and you've got people invested in your relationship, there is this. Um, I guess pressure that comes along with it because you feel like, you know, even though it's your guys' lives and you guys can do whatever you want, it, you you do feel like, hey, you know, we're we'd be letting people down if, you know, if it didn't work out between us, and you're you're really not if it doesn't. But I, I can get that sense of not having been in a public couple like this, but knowing that I know that's the way public couples from reality shows have felt before, and I would just say don't listen to that noise and you yeah. know be yourselves and worry about what you guys what makes you guys happy and don't try and please everybody cuz you're just never going to and and just kind of go from there because I and I've been doing this long enough to know that I I know it, I know it can't be easy especially the long distance part so I would just say do what makes you guys happy and and don't concern yourself with the masses yeah, very true. And I, I definitely ignore the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if she ignore. I've heard, I've heard her read a few of them. <laughs> so I don't know if that's particularly true. Hey, it's because I'm reading them, you know. Have, I, mean, I mean, Danny, have you seen stuff? Have you Has anything gotten under your skin from what you've uh, reaction to the show and stuff that you've read? I mean, I'm sure the stuff about, you know, what, you know, people that have said negative things about Nikki, I'm sure that's got to have eating at you a little bit i i had the mindset that people i immediately thought they were going to have negative reactions um i thought it'd be more about me and i have gotten a little bit of that but so i just don't let it bother me i kind of just ignore it and i'm and honestly i'm if, if people are passionate about it i'm glad that they watched the show and, and felt a certain way you know and um they were entertained by it that's the way i kind of take it and that's what i tell nikki too yeah, no, I mean, that's what you got to do is as much as you want to, you know, hear great things about yourself. It's just impossible in in 2021 on the Internet. It's just somebody's going to find something to shit on everybody about. It just it's the way the Internet is now, unfortunately. But um, yeah, everyone's everyone seems to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and everyone's allowed to have an opinion. It's just that yeah. now in social media age, they all have a um, outlet to express it. And that's the difference is that back in the days and, you know, when I was growing up, when I was in high school and college, there was no social media and you couldn't just blurt out whatever thought came to your head on a, on a timeline and have an audience. And now everybody that has a social media account has an audience, no matter if it, you know, it could be small, but it could be, you know, reach the masses or write, you know, right on your page or right on Danny's page. And then it's just, while everyone, yes, I agree, is allowed to have an opinion, it doesn't mean everyone needs to express it. And and that's yeah. where the, the lines and the boundaries are crossed a lot of the time. So it sucks, but, you know, what are you going to do? That's the times that we're in. But um, I do want to say yeah. thank you. Thank you so much to you guys uh, for coming on. I, I want to say good luck to you guys uh, in the future. And I really appreciate you coming on and just kind of being open and honest about about the whole relationship and, and everything going on and that happened with the show. Yeah. Thanks so much, Steve. Really appreciate you. Really enjoyed the, the conversation as well. Thanks for having us. You guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. All right. All right. Talk to you later. A good night. Thanks so much to uh, Danny and Nikki for that. It's nice to hear from a couple from this show and hear about their whole experience going through with it, especially on a show like this where it's just really different, and the fact that it differs from The Bachelor and Bachelorette in the fact that contestants come periodically throughout the show, as opposed to you just meet everybody the first night and whittle down who you want your final two to be. Whereas Danny, his final two ended up being the fourth woman that showed up and the seventh woman that showed up out of eight. And 
I found that interesting. It's just a different dynamic than what we who cover The Bachelor and watch The Bachelor have always seen in reality dating shows. So if you haven't seen it, it's 12 Dates of Christmas. It's on HBO Max. I would definitely check it out when you get a chance. It's a really good show. And I really, I didn't go back and watch the first season. I had read about it. Uh, but when they approached me about covering it, I'm like, absolutely. And, and I'm glad I did. You know, having spoken to Amanda since the show ended, having spoken to Brooke, and now having spoken to uh, Danny and Nikki, I mean, these, I've enjoyed every conversation just as much as talking to Bachelor people and maybe even a little bit more so just because, you know, this show obviously isn't as popular. It's only been around two seasons. It's not as popular. It's not as much about, you know, the clout and the followers and all that. While I'm sure there were people that went on 12 dates that were after that, it's just, it's not, it's never going to reach the level of The Bachelor. At least this season isn't going to reach the level of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, you know, fandom and, and stuff like that. I also thought it was interesting talking about the fact that these two, when Danny chose her back in April, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted for the last six months because nobody knows nobody knew if they had just finished a show and they were the final couple on one of the shows. So I, that, I think that's interesting coming from the Bachelor world where we know, you know, whoever Clayton chooses or let's just use Michelle as an example. Like every time a Michelle and Nate want to meet up. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Michelle and uh, Nate are engaged. Anytime Michelle and Nate wanted to meet up since their season ended, her season ended up filming ended filming in September 9th or September 10th you know ever since then from that point until December 21st when the finale airs and they're back together live for the first time on the after the final rose they've had to have meetings that are literally CIA protected to where you know Nate flies in Michelle flies in they're picked up separately at the airport they're brought to a safe house uh, it's, you know it's called the happy couple weekend and and they can't do anything. They can't walk around outside. They can't hold hands. They can't step outside of the house, at least in the front yard. They can go in the backyard, but can't go in the front yard. Can't go anywhere because then people would see them and it would spoil the show. So, yeah, just a different. So Danny and so while you might say like, oh, yeah, how, how much do these two really know each other? They actually do way more than the bachelor couples do because they've spent the last six to eight months being able to see each other. Like you heard Nikki say, like every on a plane every two or three weeks to go see Danny. So, you know, good luck to them. You know, I'm, it's not easy. No, no long distance relationship is easy. And especially when it comes to the public eye, can't be easy. Uh, you can only just wish them the best of luck and, and hope it turns out great for the both of them. So I, I thank them for coming on. Also, thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe and review in Apple podcasts. It's um, very much appreciated. It certainly helps with advertisers. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and beg for you to leave a five star. That's what I hope for. I, I hope to provide you with insightful and and good interviews with these people that I have on, whether it's from Bachelor World or other TV shows to where you just get to know a side of them that you did not see on television. So, again, for Danny Escalante and Nikki Ramos, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. See you.